going to try to touch upon three or four different inyanim that appeared in the parsha Shaftim through Mitzvah Ve'elech. You good? Yeah. And maybe the Elam uh, can help me if they have any mahacham uh, that we're not mentioning to answer the kashas. So the first one, all Nogea to uh, Tshuva and Nisianis throughout the year. So in Shaftim it describes the Isser of Kishuf and Kaismim and all the things that the Umas Ha'ilam are involved in. There happens to be a Machalikas Vishayinim, whether or not there's an Isser for them. We used to be in uh, Flappish, so there was uh, some proprietor on Avenue J that for $5 you can get your future told. Anything you can get for $5 is probably not too accurate. And if they have the quote-unquote Lahavdul Masera from old-fashioned Kishuf by the Umas Ailum, then they're charging more than $5. Can you imagine, just ask them for the close of the Dow tomorrow. You can already retire. So it's not really around in Western society. If you'd uh, take a trip deep into Tibet, maybe you'll find it, but I don't advise you go there. There are other Isurim. Lamaisa, according to the Rishainim, who hold that it's mutter for them, it's because... It's their only access to any information, and people always want information what's going to be. I say that because the Pusik seems to support that. Because after listing the Yisurim, Meshrabenu says that you don't need any of this because you're going to have a Navi. And if you're supposed to know the future, you're supposed to have information, he'll give it to you. And if you're not, which is most of the time, it would take away all the Nisianus, so then it's not our business. And if it is our business, and Yezeche, the Navi will tell you. What's not well known, but is Beferish uh, throughout Navi, I'm going to just bring down two examples, is that the Navi himself sometimes Mitzuva to engineer any Nisayan, and the Pesukim will sound familiar, but you have to step back. It's a bit of a pella that such a Nisoyan would be engineered. Life is complex enough as it is. You would think, Dailana, uh, we have the Nisoyanists that we're dealing with, and every day is an adventure, as it's supposed to be. You wouldn't think a Navi, certainly with his own Talmud, this case, Shmuel Navi, who's uh, besides Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron from the... Aden Hanavim, Asher Ben is called the Aden Hanavim, but Shmuel Hanavi is mentioned in the same Pusik. You wouldn't think that he would be almost inventing or creating uh, Nisayan, which almost looks artificial. It's not, we're going to answer this, but it almost looks like with the complication of leading Klai Yisrael in the first Melech, Shalom Melech, and fighting the Plishtim, you would think, why do you need extra pressure? So, Maise Shahaya, as you're all familiar with, the first uh, battle that Shaul and Melech was supposed to have, 
He's going to fight the Plishtim. He's outnumbered, outgunned. And he has the few brave soldiers who were joining him, and he is getting ready for battle. Shmuel and Avi told him earlier that there will come a time where you're going to have to fight the battle. didn't tell him exactly when. That's part of the Nisayan, but it became very obvious that this is what he was referring to. He said, you're preparing for battle, say, at the Hillam in the Machaned. You can learn, prepare, sharpen the one or two swords you have. But wait seven days till I get there because you have to bring a carbon before you go into battle for the extra schus. Just wait. Simple enough. So what's the advantage? So Shmuel and Avi brings the carbon. It has more kedusha. So as we all know what happened. So seven days, the plishtim are standing pretty close. And day number seven, so the old machlekes, which we're used to, Weneshkia, and how long do you have in the banished Moshes? That sounds very familiar, but uh, when the argument is happening by a mincha where you're waiting for a center, no, okay, you can handle that. You get a uh, fake six minutes, nine minutes, Rabbi Tom, as a Haimish you are. But there's a battle, and the plishtim are coming, and they're not waiting for us necessarily to bring the carbon. Shaul remembers clearly he was told to wait, doesn't know exactly why. It's Mestaber Shmuel is the greatest Sadiq around, let him bring the carbon. But there's a battle and could get dangerous. So he waits and he waits, no doubt, to the very last moment and Shmuel Anavi is not there. And his men are deserting, the few men he had. It turns around, there's uh, nobody left and as it is, they're very outnumbered. So he decides he knows how to bring a carbon also and he brings the carbon. Of course, even if you don't remember this Maisa Navi, you know what happens next. Not three minutes, or maybe 30 seconds, after he brings the carbon, Shmuel and Navi comes. And he gives him serious Musr. Why didn't you wait? You were told to wait. He wasn't told right there, and he wasn't told what if it's uh, coming to Shkia and is dangerous. And he waited as long as he could. Why didn't you wait? So... Gave him Musa, and he told him that uh, a Melech Badafka is making decisions not only for himself, but for many people. A Melech has to be able to stay calm, and apparently, in retrospect, uh, Shaul, I guess, real, realized it as soon as he got Musa. This was in Isayan, and he didn't pass. This was the beginning of the end of his Malchus. Shmuel and Avi told him, you're not going to keep the Malchus. Originally, he's supposed to have it with Malchus is the Ram and the Ravid. What would have been had he done everything right? Because he was in the wrong Shevet. Supposed to be from Shevet Yudah. So he would have been like a prime minister, vice president. It would have been something of Lederideris. So right now, Shmuel Navi tells him, it's not happening, Lederideris. He didn't lose the actual Malucha for himself yet. That's going to happen when he buckles under pressure with Mechias Amalek and the people asked to save some of the animals because it's Baltashkis that also is a from a tainas, and save Agag, because you pray them around, it's going to be a Kiddush Hashem, there are all sorts of good tainas. The only problem is, Akash Baruch Hu said not so. What I find interesting, and I'm just thinking about it recently, the war was tremendous pressure. They needed an ace anyway, and that's why they're bringing a carbon. Shoal was a bar to bring a carbon. Shmuel Hanavi would have been better. So he understood, he was told to wait, wait for the Rebbe, and they'll come and they'll bring the carbon. He wasn't here. It's dangerous. The people are deserting. So would we have done any different? So we would have had many, many reasons to defend what Shaul did, 
And if we were one of the officers, we would have said what the officer said. says, Your Highness, it's getting very late, and they're down the block. We need to get going. Lamaisa, what was the failure here? So what he didn't realize is, on his madrega, you're all thinking, halavai, we could be told ahead of time what the test is, then we'll pass. He was told ahead of time, you're going to wait seven days and wait for me. Told ahead of time. David Amalek asked for a similar Nisayan, which he didn't pass. We learned from here, you don't ask for extra Nisayanis. And he didn't pass that either, even though he was told what area it would be in. The Kiddush to me is that Shmuel Hanavi designed, I don't know, Beferish, if it was a Nevoah that he should do this, or his Das Terah told him to test his medal, so to speak, in terms of his ability to be a king. So I don't know who was Mechadishit, but the Chiddush here is that he needed this Nisayan to, he had Bechira, to either pass and show that he's Royal Melucha Deris in some position of authority, or not. And hidden in the Pesukim over here is not only that the Goyim have the ability, Be'isr, Beheter, to have a crystal ball and have Kishuf and Ma'inin, Machashef, and all the things they're into, Avodazar is also for Goyim, these things again are Amachlekes. The Pesuk says you don't need this because either Yezechad have a Navi and he'll tell you what you need to know and he'll give you enough information to help you pass any Zion. Or if we're living in Golis and we don't have a Navi, so now what? Bring it down to us. So we don't have a Navi telling us what to do. And most of our excuses is that, well, we failed this Nisayan, we failed a number of times. Nobody told us this is Nisayan. We're waiting for that flashing light. This is a test. Some shrill light with an announcement. And in case uh, you haven't noticed, it doesn't work like that. We, if we're Zeche, we have Simanim. If we daven well, we are given Siat Tashmayat to try to recognize this is an Isayan. Sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. Even when we see it, it's not so easy to pass. You can realize this is an Isayan. had this yesterday with somebody who got very upset and it sort of like blew up and it caused a bit of a tumult. I'm sure you never heard of such a thing. Somebody getting angry and causing a machlekes. But the fellow said, the odd thing is, not knowing I was going to speak about this, he said, the odd thing is, is that I felt this coming and I felt, okay, this time I'm going to stay calm because it's an Isayan for me. And he was right. And he knew it was an Isayan without a Navi. Just life experience. I said, did you count to 10? He said, well past 100. Still didn't work. Okay. Told him uh, part of Yom Narah and Mechuva is uh, picking yourself up and not getting bogged down and realizing that if you pass slightly more than you fail, you're in good shape, and if you uh, lahavdil bat 333, you're probably still in good shape. We'll make him an all-star. You can't give up, and you can't fail every time. You pass the first part of the Nisayan, and that is that you recognize that it was a Nisayan. A lot of people are clueless that there's even a Nisayan going on. They said, this is not even, it was uh, beyond my level of Bechira. Desla has his famous Nekudus of Bechira. Between here and here, and above that, you're never going to pass at the Madrega you're on now, maybe a different time in life, and below that, it should be Pushit. Uh, most people, when they get up in the morning, their Nisayan is not, uh, should they uh, do Rahmat Laslan, or something like that. 
the Nisayan is whether to press the snooze button another three times, whether to come on time for Shacharis, whether to come on time to learn. Recognizing the Nisayan is half the battle, and the other half, you're not going to win every time, and the Shaila is how to raise the bar and win more often. But you don't need a Novi for this, you need just Siat Deshmaya. The contrast to this, Shmuel Anavi actually did this again. It was, I guess, further apart than we would imagine. When you read Navi, you're reading it fast, it looks like, well, how can David Melch not know this was an Nisayan? Even if he did, the Nisayan was so difficult, maybe even exponentially more difficult than Shul's Nisayan, even though it sounds like the same thing, that it was for him still very difficult. He passed, but it sounds familiar. He was told also he's fighting the Plishtim, a different time, different place, and he was told whatever you do, don't start the battle until you hear some rustling on top of a tree, which represents a malachim coming to help you. And that sounds easy enough. We would welcome malachim coming to help us in any battle, and that's Gavaldik. The only problem is there, the way Chazal described it, the Plishtim would Daladamas away. So somebody once commented, I was giving shear on this, he said, you know, it's shear. That gives you eight feet. Eight feet, and basically was told, and he told his men, don't shoot until you see the white of the rise. That was from, I think, the Revolutionary War, but they probably borrowed it from an earlier source. They're standing right there, the swords are drawn, and they're eight feet away. That's one more jump. And David Melch held his men in check. That's a Gevurus HaNefesh way beyond, and we're not comparing, Shoal was a tremendous Sadiq, he went to Lamaba. And goes down history as one Sadiq and Gemurim in terms of leadership, whether it's leadership on Shlita on yourself, family, those who are looking up for advice. It's got to be the ability to stay calm and recognize this in Isayan. And if an Isayan is tailor made for Davana Melech, he understood. He didn't understand at the time we're all going to get killed, and his men said so. And it looked like that eight feet away. And Davana Melech says, Not my problem. I was told Beferish. It's not like he had a suffix whether or not. This is going to be a matzav where he heard wrong and maybe he should reinterpret. So step number one for Yom Naraim is without a Navi, without an Urvatumim, you have to try to figure out what an Isayan is when it's staring you in the face. If you're not sure if an Isayan is coming, to go find out. Ask Das Teira, is this an Isayan? Am I supposed to be preparing for this? Is it Poshit? I can't pass this. Maybe it's not even an Isayan. Maybe I'm fooling myself. But if it is, how to prepare and how to best raise the chances of passing. There are many people who, uh, in their Yish mode, say that I've been through this Nisayan many times, many, many years, and I haven't really passed too many times yet. I'm also working on something else. If it's something that involves uh, real Averas and real mitzvahs and real missed opportunities, that's not really an option. I've had this argument with many people, and they say, how can it not be an option if I failed hundreds of times already? I understand, it's a good kasha. If it's in Tayyag Mitzvahs, the same Tayyag Mitzvahs is given to Meshra Ben Shmolanavi, Davar Melech, Ravonla Gain, and us. It's all the same. So it's Anas Hamarapatri, but that's when, if it's a real Anas, it's above your level of Bechira. We're talking about where it's still within range. And the person talking to me admitted it. He just said, after failing so many times, did you ever pass? He thinks and thinks. He said, yeah, a couple of times, and that was unique. So I said, Akash Baruch Hu wants you to replicate that unique matzav, and maybe your score is if it's above 10%, you're already a Ben Olam Haba. Only Hashem knows what level of Nisayan this is for you as an individual. But giving up is not, uh, is not an option. That's step number one. 
step number two. So how do you do this? So if you jump to Kisavoy, you'll remember there's a famous Rashi. Rashi says this from Chazal quite a few times in Devarim. And it's uh, very intuitive in terms of the human condition of always wanting to, out of curiosity, wanting to try something new. And that comes, every midah that could be destructive and disruptive has a positive application, and that is the curiosity is to keep you involved in Ruchnius, recognizing that every sugya and every new Gemara and every new Nisayan and every new ar- opportunity where you get to test your midas is for your growth. And in one word, we call that hischachus. And Rashi, one of the many places, Rashi in last week's parsha, in Perik Chavov Pasuk Tezayin, Hayem Azeh Hashem Lekecha Mitzavcha Lasses is a chukim eila v'es meshpatan shemato asisa sam b'chol levavcha uv'chol nafshecha. There aren't that many chayuvim b'chol nafshecha. There's Gimel Averis. There's Rachmol Aslan Shas Hashmad. There's Chil Hashem in front of ten people. There are demands. There's Bechol Meldecha, which the Gemara Dashins is any less say you got to give up all your money. Chavos Chaim has a very frightening scenario. He, he says a guy's at the office and the boss comes over to him and wants to discuss some juicy Lashon Hara. And it's clear there's no Ta'eles, it's Lashon Hara. And the Stam wants to schmooze. He, not working in this department, unfortunately. And the boss, if you tell him uh, it's Lashon Hara and give him Musser, you have to try. Uh, it might work, it might not. Past experience, uh, it didn't work. What are your options now? So most people, if they're on payroll, would say, okay, I've got to suffer through another 20 minutes of this uh, nonstop Lashon Hara and then try not to believe it, which is no easy feat. And if past experience is that not only did you believe it, but the boss wants some running commentary and wants you to add some fuel to the fire, the din is, Lashon Hara is a lav, it's many lavim. The din is you can't, and even if that's going to affect your upward mobility in the corporate ladder, you can't. And even though you're about to ask for a raise and you're not going to get it now, you can't. And even if you lose your job, which is considered all your money, kol hon the din is for a means you got to lose all your money. Chavaz Chaim gives that as an example. You say it over and people say, how you talking? That's really a din. Is that a chumr? Chavaz Chaim doesn't have any chumrs. That's a real din. So you say, well, maybe it's a ta'alas. They said, you can listen for a couple of minutes and see where he's going with it, but if you know that he doesn't even know what ta'alas is, and he's not garious the whole avera, unfortunately, and every time you just hear a lot of lashon and you can't, you've got to go home right after this happens. If you meet somebody in the hallway, wouldn't happen here. And somebody gives you an earful, you've got to sit down and get it all out of your head and try not to believe it. That's easier than it sounds. So let's say you know from past experience there's no way you can get out of your head and you're going to believe it. So then the issue is chal, bimilua, and there's no way you can get out of it. So the only way is to stop the conversation and say, boss, I love you, but I'm not listening to this anymore. And he said, well, uh, you get paid. He said, I get paid to do the taxes around here. It's not part of my job description. And then he'll probably say something like, everything I ask you to do is part of your job description, which is an old problem. And I'd like to finish the conversation. So Chavaz Chaim says you have to lose your job. 
That's an Isayan, and most people, after knowing this din, would realize they're in a difficult Isayan, but that's Bechal Maldecha. So, in this Pasuk, where it talks about possible Nisyanis, Bechal Nafshecha, it doesn't say Bechal Maldecha in this Pasuk, but it says it in the Pasuk we say every morning and every evening. It says Bechal Levavcha. So the key to this is Bechal Levavcha. You have to be into your Avodah Hashem, looking for almost the emotional component of getting excited about an opportunity in Avodah Hashem. So Rashi says, Medayik from Chazal, Hayem Azeh Hashem Lekecha Mitzavcha Bechal Yayim Yiu Beinecha Chadoshim Ki'ilu Boi Bayayim Nitzavesa Alayim Every morning, you have to have a hischachus where it's a new morning. I don't think we're on the madrega to necessarily jump out of bed and start dancing after we wash Negevaser, but something akin to understanding there's a whole new day of opportunity. And hischachus can be invented many different ways if you're learning. Every day is a new sugya, and even the old sugyas have new chidushim. It's unlimited. Somebody involved in learning, it's unlimited how much excitement you can have. But even in the Nisyanus, the example we gave before, even if you failed many, many times, this chashus is, it's a new day. I saw recently, we're learning uh, Nyanit Tfilah at night. So we're almost six months in, about to finish the Agdama and start Maidani. Maybe, in the next few weeks. So... So one of the Achreinim uh, asks Akashi, look at Birch Shachar, and there's a lot of emphasis on waking up, and Lakaina Shama, and you got Yina Shama back, and Pekeh Hivrim, and all the things we do walking around, and we can see, and we can do things, and yes, Akasha, why is it indeed that we have such a process waking up, and we have so many brochas thanking Hashem for waking up? Why did Akash Bochu create sleep? I thought it was an interesting question when I heard it. Do you have one that takes up like a, almost a third of the day, depending how much you're doing of it? Why did Akash Baruch Hu build that into the Bria? I never thought about the question before, but he suggests that every day has its peckle, has its opportunities, has its successes, has its failures. And as human beings, uh, we go through the day and there's an amount of excitement and hopefully simcha and accomplishment and then often a fair amount of uh, aggravation and nisanis and sometimes failures. At the end of the day, we're pretty exhausted, not just physically, but emotionally. Kosh Baruch Hu created a gift called sleep. It's not just the physical body needs sleep. That's true, but Hashem created it that way. His question is, why did Hashem create it that way? The answer is, it's more for the ruchniyazdik uh, component of being able to be mekayim, this Rashi, of having a hischachus every single morning. So you wake up, whether it's four hours, five hours, seven hours, eight hours, whatever you got, it's a new day. And Hashem built in another thing to the Bria, it's called shikha, which is a wonderful tool if used correctly. You forget about the guy who insulted you yesterday, and you forget about the guy who stepped on your feet, and you forget about all the other things that didn't go so well, and you wake up. The sun came up, the world didn't come to an end, despite popular opinion. It's a new day, and it's a new opportunity. And that hischachus is key to every morning's new avodah. 
And it's the reason why we have I had somebody who I'm happy with people are honest. They say they turned around and it's Elul already. What they meant was Elul came early in their mind and Labor Day is not for another two weeks. That's what they really meant, honestly. So I said, I'm sorry that Labor Day weekend is getting in the way of your Avedah and Elul, uh, but it happens every few years until we have a leap year. That's a very American response and we're still suffering for it. Lamaisa, his second comment was he calculated and he says it's like six weeks of real immersion into tshuva and tikkun and avoda and a lot of tefillah every single year. We have six weeks of it. So I told him that's a gift, that's wonderful. He says, absolutely wonderful, but six weeks is kind of heavy. It's heavier when you're still in the middle of your summer vacation. I've heard this from uh, Bachram in camps. I wonder, did you ever, did you ever hear the question? Why did they put Tisha B'Av in the three weeks in the middle of a camp We're trying to have a good time? I don't know if you ever heard such a shayla. But um, we have somebody who probably hears it more than I do here. So uh, what's it doing here? The answer is we've been in Gullahs too long. Lamaisa, this the same one would answer. It's called Hishachis. Apparently, and of course Hashem knows us best, he created us and put the calendar together in terms of Kaviachal, the Ruchniyazdik tools we need. Apparently this Hachis we need once a year is Roshani of Kippur says Mejuva, Elul to prepare, Sukkis to reap the fruits afterwards. And that's all part of the Hishachus. It's another opportunity. Now the same modest people say, well, they're already 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old and They've been through many Elul's and there's still certain things. It's always an accomplishment, but there's certain things that still haven't been fixed. So then I remind them that they're still alive. And if they're asking such a question, they're thinking about it. And this Elul, despite the fact that it's the middle of summer, is the same opportunity for Hishachis. But it's this Rashi. The key to Avedah is Hishachis. Hishachis means no matter what the matzah, what the age... The circumstance, it could be, you're looking back at the year, and it's more successful, less successful, more problems, less problems, it doesn't make a difference. Hashem gave you a gift to sleep at night, so you can wake up in the morning and have his chachis. Kosh Baruch Hu gave you the ability to come to an Elul, come to Rosh Hashanah, come to Yom Kippur, and really press a reset button. And that's why, it's no coincidence, in these parashas, Rashi explains this same theme of his chachis over and over again. The third theme to build on this is another part of Davra Melech. We say Tehillim a lot, and the reason we do is that Davra Melech had Nisyanis, as we all do, on a daily basis, but he seemed to have more of them. They were more varied. They were of every possible ilk and every possible member of uh, Klai Yisrael and the Umasalim seemed to be involved. Because of David Melchizedek Madrega, he was able to survive. But if you remember, he started off literally and figuratively in the doghouse for many years. And most people at that point would use it as an excuse the whole life to say, I wasn't treated right, and I have tainas on everybody, and therefore I have no chiyuvim, and whatever I do is okay. That's the minigailam by the umasailam. And David Melchizedek understood whatever he got in his youth or didn't get was to be used to understand people and feel more for people. 
and prepare him for other Nisyanis. If you recall, after Shaul lost the Malucha, before he was actually off the throne, which made it very complicated, still sitting on the throne, and Shmuel and Avi, top secret, gets to Yishai's house and anoints him, so he's now king, and there's a king sitting on the throne, and the natural reaction of the king sitting on the throne is you're going to be Redif, the person who you hear rumors about who might be trying to be king. He didn't know he was anointed. Then he would have backed off, but that was part of his Nisayan. David Amel gets guarantees he's going to be king and he's going to be successful and he's going to have Derry Deris. And the first couple of years of his quote-unquote malucha, he can't sleep in the same place for more than two hours and he's got to move to a different cave. And he's a step ahead of Shaul Amelach. This is the beginning of his malucha after he spent 20 years where they thought he was some type of mamzer and wasn't Roy even to come into the family into Klai Yisrael. With this matzav in mind, just understand the godless of David HaMelech, well not David HaMelech, but understand that everybody is faced with things that look as if it's impossible to pass. By definition, if we have any sign of life, it can't be impossible. Then the sign is tailor-made for us, and there's got to be a decent chance that you could pass it, or else there's no balance of Bechira. I had one mice recently, good to happen right before El, so people come to discuss it. A different type of year, I don't know if they'd bring it up. It was an Isayan, and we're not going to discuss it, that was difficult, and it sounded to me, and certainly to that person, as something that he was destined to fail, which he did. So he came to me and he just asked, I just want to know, the fact that I failed is a tie on me, he admitted. I just want to know, I don't even see a way how I could have handled that. And he turned to me and he said, you always said over in Shir that an Isayan is tailor-made and therefore there's got to be a balance of Bechira. I just want to know for next time, what was I supposed to do? So sometimes I can answer that somewhat easily. It's always easy to answer when it wasn't me. I understand that. <laughs> but I've heard enough and seen enough of life that you, he wants Adrachal. Like, what do I do next time? It's going to come up again. And this time I didn't answer right away. I said, I agree with you. Kosh Baruch Hu sent that Nisayan, and that means it's got to be passable on some level. So he says that that's what he assumes. He just wants to know how, if it comes up again, Rahman I didn't answer him on the spot. It took a couple of days until I got back to him. And I said, by the way, before I give you this Mahalach that took me a long time to figure out, I just want to introduce there is such a thing as an Nisayan you can't pass. That's a steerer to everything we just said. So he asked that, and I said, Nisayan is the wrong word. If it's a Nisayan you can't pass, it's not a Nisayan. It's a kapara, it's, a, it's an Einish, it's something else, and sometimes it's out of your hands. I said, but be very careful, because you could take that and run with it, and now you're part of from all Nisayanis. I said, that's very rare, and I thought about this, and I think this is not one of them. And we discussed it for a while, and at the end, he was made. He says, you know what, I'm going to try that next time. I'm mentioning that without telling you the case, because the people who have uh, failed meninisianism and feel they can't fix it up, and it's Elul, and they really can't be Masak and this, and there's just going to be Makabo talk a little less lush and horror, which is good. But no real change that's uh, from the Sherish Hadvarm is because they already designed in their head that. Either they can't pass and it wasn't the sign they're not supposed to pass, 
or it's too difficult and throwing in the towel. First one can happen, but it's extremely rare, and the second one is called giving up. So this next makar, just for a little chizik for myself and everybody else, there's a couple of words in the Targum. I didn't make this up. That talks about not giving up. And it's Monday morning, so you lane this this morning. And as soon as we think that after Kisava, we lane the Tachacha very quickly, so nobody really heard or concentrated on it too much. Hope you heard it, because you've got to be Yetzi the But the second Tachacha is connected to Korban Bayashani and Golis from that, which we're still in, and it doesn't have any Lacham at the end, even though we have Shivat and Lachemta and the Haftaris. But this Tachacha ends without an Achama printed. There is an Achama because afterwards, Nisam Vayelach, it's clear that Kosh Baruch Hu says, you're still the Amenifcha, you always will be, and there's a path forward. You would expect Nisam Vayelach to start with right away Divrei Nechama, as you heard this morning, a couple hours ago. It doesn't exactly do that. Meshach Abena starts off, one piece of Nechama, attend Nitzavim, you're all here, don't worry. You weren't destroyed until now. You did a lot of complaining and you felt some nisanis. You're still here. That's an achama. Then Moshe Rabbeinu says, by the way, it's not Derech Agav. In case there's anybody here, a person, a family, a shevet, who thinks that they just heard a very harsh piece of musr and a very, very difficult parsha kisavoy, and they think that Shalom Yeli and their putter, if you think that, Think again, and nobody's exempt. That's what we learned this morning. I just want to turn your attention. You have to have a chumash handy. The description of this is one part of the Pusik that needs Hezber. Hayya b'shamah divrei Allah zais. In case anybody here who hears this uh, series of klolis, the tachacha, and he's going to say, pretty bad, it doesn't apply to me. I'm going to go on my, my merry way and I can do whatever I want. It's not going to happen to me. He's not saying it's not going to happen. He, he would claim he's not a kaifer. He says, this is very serious and those people are really going to get it, whoever they are. But for some reason, he potters himself. Svois harava esatsmea, and you all know the next pasuk, Rachmal Laslan, a person who basically has an attitude that he's pottering himself completely, he's giving up. Hashem doesn't potter anybody. There's going to be a tikkun, even if he has to be taken there. So, what is this guy saying, and why is it, Rashi says, is if you have an attitude like that, even if you do something wrong, you're going to get the full force of the Einish. Mezid is Mezid. We're used to thinking, Shegeg and Mamish don't have to even deal with, which is not true. You've got to bring a carbon chatas. That's expensive. You've got to come. You've got to say, Vidui. There's Anis Chamada Patre. We also have a Klal Anis Kamad David. We don't say. You didn't get the mitzvah. Okay, but Anis is Taka Patur. Shaygeg is you could have been more careful. Every time I get Yal, the other Shailas, especially from the same guy every Rosh Chedish, 
I, uh, Rosh Hashanah is coming, so the first night they're all familiar with the Machlekes when you forget the Melech HaKadosh. So if you had that same Shiloh the last four years in a row, I would suggest Hashem uh, created uh, tissues and stickies. You see, I use stickies very liberally. So if you haven't, uh, this is not a big Nisayan, but if you haven't noticed that the words change, you're holding a machzer, stickies work. They even have color-coordinated ones, and they work for Rosh Chedesh. Same guy has, so he's a, he's a shaykeg, there's no karma chatas for getting yalva but if it happens every single Rosh Chedesh, that means you have to change the matrix of how you're focusing on your various Hashem or not focusing. So do something about it. I suggest the stickies. He said, stickies? Isn't that for people in the office to remind them to call somebody? I said, yeah, and it's to remind you you're calling Hashem and you're davening to say it right. I think this is more important. That's a small example. There are many things we could just, you have to step back and say, okay, this isn't working. Not an Avera, a missed opportunity to say, and millions of ex- examples like that. And we just, we say, okay, you know, no, I'm human, no one's perfect. We, we give ourselves passes very quickly. So, not if you could solve it easily. So here Rashi says, the Einish for this guy who gave up is that now his shagig is going to be punished, Rahman Islam, like a mazid. Why is that? So I keep using the word uh, give up. If you look at the Targum, the Targum teaches his barach bilvavoy. What does that mean? Sounds like the guy is like almost not all there. How can you hear the and say everything's going to be fine? It doesn't make any sense. The answer is that he decided he has his mitzvahs and he does them well. Baruch Hashem gets higher for that. But there are certain categories he's not that good at. So that he said, you know, I've got to leave Vedas Hashem for a lot of other people. I've got to share the wealth. And he checks out of certain categories, which as I prefaced 20 minutes ago, doesn't exist in our system of Allah and Ashkafa. Chumras, you don't have to adopt if you're not holding there. In Yanei Kabbalah, you don't have to bring on. Tayag Mitzvah is the same chiyah for everybody. There's no patur unless he's mamish and anus. So you can't say, I'm not so good at that, and therefore, I'm not going to try. You could say, I'm good at certain things, and I think that's my sherish and hashama, I'm going to work even harder on making that my special mitzvah. That's fine, there's room for that. But you can't potty yourself from categories. I had one fellow, I remember this uh, conversation that happened like 35 years ago. And the fellow, Baruch Hashem, was, I think the time I was speaking to him, he was like in his late 90s. And uh, Taka came up with the subject of Lashon Hara. He said with a smile, but it wasn't a laughing matter, he said, you know, I was born at a time before the Chavaz Chaim's farm became popular, so I'm not really into this, I'm kind of putter. I said, I think the Chavaz Chaim is quoting Gemara's. He said, yeah, it was around World War I, I didn't get to learn in Yeshiva. He's, I had this conversation in America. I wasn't raised in Poland. I said, but we have this farm now. He says, yeah. He says something like, Avrazmana Botokabono. I said, I don't think that applies in a very respectful way. You can't go and say, well, I didn't learn this in my youth, and therefore um, I'm putty. He says, they weren't popular. I wasn't sure what he was getting at when he mentioned that. It was probably a conversation before I didn't even realize somebody had ended the conversation quickly because it led to somewhere no good, and this guy wasn't his boss. So he passed in his onion. And then he was like complaining that, you know, they take on these chumras, but it uh, wasn't popular when I was a kid. I said, it's not a chumrah. The Chavaz Chaim sword wasn't popular, and that's why he wrote a sefer on it. But that's not a p'tur. Okay, 
it was age appropriate. We normally reserve that for 10 year olds, but I understand where he was coming from. Lamaisa, there's no patur. So this guy in the Pasik says, it's Baruch Vavavai. What Baruch is he giving himself? So Targum says, the Taich is Baruch Vavavai, Yis Yaish Balibe. Those two words say the whole story. Yis Yaish Balibe, as in Yish. Yad Yish says, I'm good at certain things, I'm a firm person. Uh, certain mitzvahs I never got used to, I didn't have the chinuch, and uh, hard for me to learn it now. If you're learning about it now, that means you understood it. It's harder, it's not impossible. If you haven't been good at it, you knew about it for 30 years, but you didn't realize you're not potter, so it's Elul and you're not potter. But the Targum says, the anger, kaviyachal and shamayim, is yis yash balibay. Failness yenis, that's human, once in a while. But don't potty yourself from working on it. Don't say, I'm good at other things. There is no such thing. There used to be a common understanding, and uh, if you have this understanding, you'd be an Amaretz your whole life. Anybody's coming to a shir in the middle of El, obviously it doesn't hold like this. But there used to be an understanding that I'm good at certain things, but I don't learn. The people who learn, there is, you don't learn. You have an hour or two, an hour in the morning, an hour at night. You have something. You don't want to go into the Rebbe Kivager because you feel it's over your head now. You can argue whether it is, whether it isn't. It's famous Beis Alevi. You come to Shemayim, they ask you what you did for a living, and uh, he was uh, an expert in derivatives on Wall Street. <laughs> that he could figure out. But Rabbi Kivager, he didn't want to touch. Okay, so there's Gamar Rashi, there's and Yaakov, uh, there's a tesis, the longer tesis, the easier. It's the short tesis that you have to be careful about <laughs> and go slower. But Yisyayish Belibe means, I'm putter, I'm out of here. Not negayah to me. So Targum says, when somebody talks like this, the worst part of the entire Tachacha is this line. And it appears in this morning's laning. The last two in Yanim, on a more positive vein, everything here has been positive. The positive message is that uh, we have no right to give up, and the more positive message is there's no reason to give up because everybody on their madrega, if they start passing more Nisyanis, that's already a victory. Whether it's 51%, 49%, 10%, 90%. So, if you'll notice also this morning's landing, the very last Pusik seems to have nothing to do with the whole Aliyah, which is the end of the Tachacha. The guy who gave up and is Yisyaish Belibe. Last pasuk in the Stars Lashem Alakeinava Niglos Lano Veneno Adai Lamlasis is called Divrei Atayrazais. This pasuk is the Makar of Arvus, the Chiyuv, which nobody likes to do, and a lot of people walk around think there's no Chiyuv today. So they don't know how to give Musar, and people don't know how to take Musar. The Gemara says that already. The Gemara doesn't say therefore there's no Chiyuv Arvus. You got to care about people. You have to try to get people involved and create an excitement and create a schatches for them as you're doing it for yourself. And every time you are about to learn something or get involved in it, stucco, or try to improve in your davening, there's a way to give musr. People, taka, don't like to be screamed at or given obvious musr. You don't have to do that. You say, I'm struggling with this also. Can you help me? Let's run a program together. I'm trying to get here on time. Let's make it a joint movement, or I'm trying to be more quiet and davening. I'm trying to get more tzedakah. Let's make it a little kinna safe from Tarbah Chachma and Tarbah Chesed. 
there's so many ways to do it where you can actually ask for help whether you need it or not is irrelevant. Everybody needs it. This Pasuk says, there's a chiv, niglas lashem elokin. Nistaris lashem elokin or niglas lanovanenu. Nistaris means if you don't know what the guy's doing wrong, there's no way you could find out. You're potter. If it's nigla or you could figure it out just by understanding your friends and other people who, everybody needs help. Everybody needs encouragement. Just understand the human nature that people like the Chavrashaf, and they would appreciate it, even if it's to do more mitzvahs, even if they'll say, yeah, it's, it's not for me, I'm not into that. People, at the end of the day, when they do it, are happier, and they appreciate it. The famous case, infamous, of Achon, if you remember, they fought Yerichai, and the walls came down. The next battle, the second battle of hundreds over the next decade or two, second battle was lost, and they were very scared, and Yeshua ben Nun didn't know what to do. And he asked Hashem, Why? Akash said, because Achan stole the booty. No, Achan stole the booty. When do you think he did the stealing? In the middle of the night, with his sons. He buried it. Nobody knew. So why is that Klaisal's problem? It's the Gemari asked the Shailah. Gemari says, Nistaris Lashem Elokeinu. He did it quietly. So why is that their problem? The answer is, they could have been proactive and put more cops around at night so nobody would take it because there's a lot of money sitting around. And they didn't protect it. And that's their problem. So it's not only getting other people involved and having them help you and you'll help him. That's not just nice. That's a real chiv. And it's more than that. It's protecting people from Averis. If you're a chayshish, they might be involved to think out of the box, how can I do something to prevent them from continuing down this path? So you say, I don't know exactly what they're doing, when they're doing it. Achan did what he did. Nobody saw it. And Klaisal didn't get up a tour. Lamaisa, the result of all this brings not only tremendous Olam Haba, brings tremendous Simcha, Yishva Das, and Nachas Azeh. That's what people are missing. They think, yeah, this is for from people who always think about the Olam Haba and think about Gehenim. They don't want to do Averis, they don't want to get Einshim. That's true and that helps. They don't realize if you don't do this, both in your own Ruchnius and working in your own Nisianis, and how to improve and, uh, with a real plan, starting with small things tissues and stickies and reminders and maybe better alarm clocks and getting chaverim involved and making a matzav. Besides all that, the promise that says all over Chumash doesn't talk about Elam Haba and Chumash. That's presupposed. You can't describe Elam Haba. It talks about brachas and the primary brach of yes, somebody, what bracha do they want? Pick one. So Shaila, that somebody asked me every Yom Naram, the modern day Machzarim are printed with all sorts of Nyan and Nister. So if you remember by Kedusha, they give you an option of three brachas. I, that's real Kabbalah. Rizal, you get Bonim and Ashiris. People ask me, uh, what do I do? I said, uh, we're not equipped to answer that question. I said, why don't you just ask HaKosh Baruch Hu, uh, be Masliach and Yoveris Hashem, and that will make you a happy person. What do you want all this for? You want happiness. At the end of the day, everybody wants Simcha Sachayim. Simcha Sachayim is vital for the Yeshachus and to doing Yoveris Hashem better. Simcha Sachayim comes from success. Success breeds success. You feel Geshmak when you pass any Sayyid, even if it's not as often as you like. You feel Geshmak to help somebody else pass any Sayyid, they befriended somebody and will machazik them and prevented them from doing something that was destructive. That's the real Sipuk. And if you look, it's very interesting that Ibn Ezra says this. I noticed this 
everybody knows the Pasuk, and everybody uh, sings and dances to it. Sukkis, Semchas Teirah, all Shalosh HaGalamas, especially on Sukkis, because it's after Yom Noraim. On the Pasuk, Yisa Asameach, talking about uh, Sukkis, Xerah Shavah tells you, Semcha applies all the Regalim, and really it's to be Mali V'Gadosh, so it applies to the rest of the year. But the Ibn Ezra says, Yisa Asameach, there's one Ibn Ezra you're going to know. They're all valuable, obviously. If you practice simcha, and the only way to bring that is to anybody dealing honestly with the neshama and the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah, they realize that the battles they fight are for their own good. They're a positive thing. The morning you wake up and you don't feel any nisyanis, you should check your pulse. It's not a good sign of vitality. So Lamaisa, if you're getting sipik and that hischaches, that opportunity, never ask for nisyanis. This daiva heiser over here, the fact that Shmulanavi, we began with, did that, it's because he was important to test the malucha, to make kings better leaders. Lamaisa, the Ibn Ezra says, Aisa Achsameach, the bracha is. Isa Achsameach is, and Rashi alludes to this, it's not a tzivoy, it's a haftacha. That if you do the Avedis Hashem and you really feel you're trying your best, even though you don't always win, that is the only way to bring real simcha. The haftacha is, it will bring simcha and more simcha, and that will bring more hatzlach in the Avedah. As the Ibn Ezra says, Yeshayimim ki yivrecha la'asit sameach, the only way to bring that simcha, as the Messiah Sasharim says at the very beginning, we're not here just for Gashmias, and anybody who understands how fleeting everything is understands they're here to make a mark and to grow. And it's not only about Alam Haba, it's about having the simcha and the wherewithal to build the complete Alam Haba. So, Mitzvah we should be zeichet to the Hischachus. Recognize the Nisyanis, pass them some of the time, hopefully most of the time, and shall bring uh, true simcha, Bella Mazen, and Mitzvah Shem, Lassa Lava.